Hello, everybody. Hello. We are back. Season four has begun. Oh, wow. It's season four. Already. Season four already. Yeah. Here on Rachel's Never Seen. And, of course, this is in spooky season. We've been spooky. So for the next at least four weeks, we'll be, well, I guess this week and the next three weeks, we'll be watching classic horror films and thrillers and terrors and all sorts of other things. My you favorite just, kind of movie. You are just so excited about all of these movies. So, but uh, we got the thing, we got this week started off, or this week, this season started off with the 1960 uh, horror movie classic. It's really more of a thriller, but at the time it was definitely considered a horror movie. Psycho. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's low budget horror film. You don't say. You do say. Low budget, huh? Never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting story, actually, how that whole movie got made. Because um, he was a huge success. At that time, massive oh, success. Ask, yeah, so this wasn't like his first. No, this is late into his career, and he wanted to make he wanted to make a horror movie, and he read the book Psycho, mm -hmm. and decided that like that's what he wanted to make his next movie. Nobody else, none of the studios wanted it. They all told him like, "No, we don't want that. We want you to make something more like North by Northwest, which was his most recent movie." Which was like this kind of spy thriller thing. They they, they oh. wanted that. So there's a music festival, I think in Texas, called South, South by, by Southwest. Southwest. Is that yeah. a play on that? It could be. To be honest, I don't know. It could be. Oops. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm intrigued by that. That's all. So he uh, decided he was going to make this. And he actually sent out, he had his secretary and his wife send out their friends all around Hollywood to buy up every copy of the book so no one would be able to read it huh. beforehand and get any of the the tricks and stuff in it spoiled beforehand. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so then he then proceeded to, you know, make the film. It's got a whole lot of... Uh, a lot of interesting things and tidbits in it, you know. And he used his he had a television show at the time, so he used because he financed it all with his own with his own money. Sure. He used his television crew to shoot it. You know, he used he shot it in black and white because it was cheaper, mm -hmm. and he completely you know self financed this movie. And then one of the tricks to it is the so back in those days, before Psycho, people would go to the movie theaters and they would just be running. Usually, obviously, they only had one big theater. Yeah. There wasn't like these multiplexes that we all grew up with. They're normal. You just had one massive theater. They would just run movies all day. So they'd run movies, and they'd run newsreels, cartoons mm -hmm. in between, and then they'd run more movies. So it was perfectly normal to just go to the movie, buy a ticket, and then just go in and, and sit down right at in. any part of anything and spend your day there watching whatever's happening or catching whatever. Catching <laughs> <aerial> diseases. <laughs> yes, yes, catching catching all the VD you can. 
That sounds boring. That sounds like the worst day ever. I'm just going to say that. Well, a lot of this was obviously pre-television stuff. This isn't now in 1959, 1960. That's true. I guess times was a different back then. Mm -hmm. And so Hitchcock didn't want people walking in after the first, whatever, 30 minutes of this movie when Janet Lee's character is dead because they sold the movie on Janet Lee being the star. And so that was a huge twist. She was the first one. Yes. She was Marion. Marion. Yes. And so she was a big star, and it was a huge deal. So he actually started the campaign to all of the theater managers to be like, if the people aren't there when Psycho starts, they're not allowed in the theater until the next showing. And they have to get their tickets then. And because of that... One, it obviously created all sorts of drama. Like people sure, are like, yeah. "Oh my god!" They lined up around the way. Why do we have to do it this way? Why do we have to do this? Uh, two, it completely changed the way people take in movies now. Starting say, then, time showtime showtime started. Correct. We watched this movie on Showtime. <laughs> well, ironically enough, Hulu. But yes, it had the Showtime logo. It in had the, the Showtime logo because I tried to draw it at one point and I got as far as the S and I gave up. <laughs> That should tell you where her review of this is probably going to be. Yeah. Um. And then, uh. But yeah. So it. it I mean, it was. It was. It's crazy that this movie was a revolutionary kind of film like that, uh, when it really was just this low budget horror film made by one of the biggest names in the entire industry. So it was kind of like a pet project for him. Yeah. If you will. He wanted to do something on his own. He wanted. He felt like he was losing his. Uh, creativity and his, you know, kind of spirit for what he was doing. And because then, of the the production companies kind of... No, more he was bored. Oh. He was bored with the movies he was making. Even though they were successes, yeah. he was getting bored with them. Hmm. And he needed some... He wanted to do something different. That's interesting. And then, of course, this... Uh, this film also features, for the first time in American cinema, a flushing toilet on screen. Really? Yes. Huh. If anything, it actually have, it may even feature the first toilet on screen. I wrote, maybe that's <laughs> what I was thinking of, because in my head there was something about this movie and like being the first movie to show a woman in her bra or something. No. Maybe it was the toilet. But it was, it's, it was still pretty scandalous or pretty, you know, ooh, that's a little unsavory. Can't mm-hmm. believe she's doing that. She was in a bra a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Well, you have Janet Lee. You're going to want her in a bra in, in the repressed late 1950s. <laughs> sure. That's what they're all going to want. It'll send the men crazy. That's true. Just crazy. That's a different time back then. Although some people are still apparently living in the 1950s. <laughs> so, so here we go. Psycho. Psycho. Let's go through your notes. I didn't understand Sam. He does it. He's like, I can't date you because he's poor. Yeah, it's it's really funny. The one thing I noticed rewatching this with you. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched Psycho. But I really noticed how very 1960 it is, how very almost even 1950 it is in like there's all this crazy amounts of exposition dialogue of like over explaining everything going on. Right. Their whole dialogue at the very beginning of the movie in that in that hotel room could have been trimmed down to I don't I don't want you to move in with me. I like this more of a fling. Like that's See, almost the way it came I across didn't to me. I even get that. I was yeah. so confused at the beginning. At first, I thought Sam was married, 
And then I honestly did too until he started talking. I was like, "Oh, that's right, he's not married." Then why aren't they together? Exactly. (laughs) What's happening? Any sense to me? Because he has to pay debts, his dad's debts off or whatever, and he doesn't. I'm like, I I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. This, trust me, this rewatching opened my eyes a lot to Psycho. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I'm going to find it quite fascinating as we move through it. Um, she did. Speaking of the time, she it seemed like she was a fairly independent woman for yes, that time. Absolutely, I agree. And she was also being very smart with that cop. Like, yeah, watch your mouth. Yeah, it's uh, it was frustrating to watch that. And then she's like, "Why is he following me? Why is this? Yeah. Because yeah. you're acting a fool, lady. Because <laughs> you're acting incredibly suspicious. Yeah. Like, Can I go I, yet? Can I go yet? Right? Can I go? Can I leave? Can I do this? Especially, like, I mean, and I guess it looks more suspicious to us because we know she's committed her crime. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, the cop has no idea. I mean, it was She just seems super anxious to him, and he's like, wait a minute. Just calm down a minute. Now, granted, the way Hitchcock shot that cop, he looked very intimidating. Yeah. The dark glasses, the really, like, close-up on his face of him, like, basically face-to-face with her. He's very imposing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's one thing. Hitchcock hates police. He's always hated the cops. He's hated police officers. So he never, never misses an opportunity to make them look awful. I had another point I was going to make, but you just kept talking. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I forget now. (laughs) Oh, the money. It wasn't clear to me that she was running away with the money either. Like, I didn't, I don't know. I thought she was just going on a trip. And then, well, when she first got the money, I'm like, that's a lot of money to be carrying around like even in today oh, in yeah. 2021 i would be ridiculously nervous carrying forty thousand dollars <laughs> in my cash yeah. even if my job was literally next door to the bank yeah same like, here same here hell no and then, i don't know i thought i thought she was gone home and changing and i'm like why is she going home before she goes to the bank and then and then as i don't know i thought this that just the part where her boss saw her was like oh well she's not sick you know but mm-hmm. Um, and then the part where she was driving away, the conversations in her head, were yes. those like really happening or is she making, is it her imagination anticipating what they would be like? I didn't get that either. I, f- I always felt like initially it was things in her head, mm-hmm. like how she, because the way her face reacts to it and stuff. You think you trust her for however many years, and then she just kind of smirks about that, and that to me, I think, is inside of her head. Um, but there was a couple of lines where I was like, "Well, none of those might be legitimately what's happening." Yeah. But I don't know. I would think for the most part, it's all in her head how she thinks everything's playing out, and it might play out that exact way. But I, I think know. just judging by the way her face reacts as she's driving, and you hear this dialogue. To me, it felt imaginary because I'm like, why wouldn't they just go back to the office? There's no there's no plot point that's being carried out with her just driving. You know what I mean? I don't know. I yeah. feel like those scenes. <laughs> well, also time is, is interesting because they wouldn't know that the money is missing until Monday. Right, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. and so she's not murdered until Sunday, Sunday night. Because no Saturday night, because oh. she left Friday, right. slept overnight in the car, and then stopped at the base motel Saturday night. Right. So she's murdered Saturday night. So they wouldn't even know the money is missing until Monday. Until 
yeah. when she doesn't show up for work. So that's that's one reason I believe that, yeah, a lot of it's inside of her head. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she gets to the motel. And I wrote down, I, I, I was later proven wrong, but I'm like, <laughs> couldn't hear your car over the rain, but you could hear the fight from the house. And then it turns out, oh, the rain must have stopped. And, okay, whatever. Fine. <laughs> Norman certainly talks a lot. Yeah, he's a little chatterbox. And the, the part where she says, thank you, and then he says, thank you, Norman. That was weird. I didn't get that. I think he was just trying to be like, you can call me Norman. Like, mm. like trying to be. Well, it's not like she said, thank you, Mr. Boots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I noticed that too this time around. So you can see my doodles and my scribbles. <laughs> how, how I lost interest. Yep. Uh, oh, and then I made a joke during the movie that the real psycho is what's her face because she just pops in the shower and turns water on. Oh, it's not cold. <laughs> yeah. Like, who yeah. does that? Yeah. I, that's, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in their right mind just steps into a, sh- into a shower and turns the water on immediately while you're just standing there. No. That and makes she no sense. Shit, like, she doesn't flinch or anything. No, she's just like, oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah so i was just trying to figure out my scribbles <laughs> see if there's anything that was relevant um and then okay i i thought it was the mom after she got murdered because you know you see it wasn't norman right wasn't right and clearly you see it wasn't his normal right the way he looked the way yes, you were introduced his normal to dress him. yes so i'm like so it was the mom and then i don't know and then i just wrote down baits 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 <laughs> baits 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 <laughs> but but b-a-s because i thought it was clever baits baits <laughs> that's how you spell it baits b-a-s b-a-s oh lord uh then we get introduced to the private investigator Arbogast. Arbogast. <laughs> he just does what he wants. Go in the house. It's fine. Not a policeman or anything, but right. it's okay. Don't announce that you're there. Right. Don't, don't announce. Don't. No, yep. it's fine. Totally okay. Um. And then I said, how long is this movie? <laughs> and then I said, I assume Arbogast is in the swamp now, too. That's yeah. that's the second scene we see of Norman standing, standing in front there. of that. Yeah, yeah. It's implied that that's where that's what was he happening. Put that, he had put there's how many cars are inside that swamp? I don't know. At first, I <laughs> thought the swamp wasn't even gonna take the car down. Like it, I thought that was gonna be the movie. It's like, oh shit, the car's not right. Him trying to continue to cover right. it up. Like yeah. this was the first time he had murdered someone. It's the first time he had to clean this up. Yeah. Like, oh my god, what do I do? I thought it was the mom being jealous and like. I right. have to tell you, the the knife scenes were fucking hilarious. Let me stab you with the blunt side of this knife. I don't know. It just <laughs> felt like I don't know. You know it's choreography. One, it, well, it's once again, it's 1960, so I you're know. not going to get the graphic graphicness. I know, but it just did not seem believable. It's at like all. the the so the shower scene. I forget what it's. I think it has. I think it's 52 seconds long, and it has 78 edits in it. Wow. So you're talking frames. That's some Baz Lerman shit. Yeah. Baz Lerman shit. He's, I mean, it's just bam, bam. And that's why the censors, when they watched the movie, were like, oh, no, you can't have that. We can clearly see 
she's she's naked and all this and like you can go through it frame by frame you won't find a nipple in there you won't find a butt cheek you won't find anything and you'll never find the blade actually penetrating penetrating skin. skin in it either it's all just implied through the edits the music and the sound effects the music wasn't bad. I did. I thought the music was well it's, done. It's it's an amazing score. I it's it's music was well done. Yes. It's kind of scary on its own. Like yeah. <laughs> Strict Nine. I did not know that was a real thing. I thought it was just a band. Isn't that like some <laughs> metal heavy metal band or something? Probably, but yeah, no, it's a poison. <laughs> <laughs> and I said exume, exume, because I was being a Dalek. Uh, so he was arguing with himself, and then that question eventually got answered, and he was, and that's all my notes. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could tell that uh, the movie was losing you a bit when you fell asleep once or twice. I didn't fall asleep. I closed my eyes. I was listening. Well, I mean, there was just like stretches and stretches of nothing happening except yeah. no dialogue. The man just mopping up very poorly, I might add, mopping <laughs> up this. If they got stabbed however many times, you would think there'd be more blood. I don't know. I, I thought that the movie was predictable, but also it wasn't. Like, I thought it was predictable, but it didn't go the way I thought it would go. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, it was vanilla to me. It was vanilla. Did any of it seem familiar? Like, uh, the shower pop scene. culture. Yeah, the shower stuff. scene. Yeah. Definitely, and, and probably the the music in the shower scene, right, the, yeah. the hard string hits. But I've definitely, I've definitely, you know, heard that music, and yeah. I've definitely seen the shower. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, some sort of variation some sort of, of it. Variation, yeah. Yes, I've absolutely seen that. Yeah, but the rest of it, no, not in it wrong about. You know, it's it's really funny. I absolutely love this film. Um, first time I saw it, I was in high school. I was like a junior or senior in high school in our drama class. We watched it. And actually, my drama teacher, at that point when Arbogast is at the top of the stairs and Mother runs out of the room to stab him, our drama teacher ran out from backstage in a wig and gown <laughs> and with a knife and was just like, ah, and just scared shit out of all, the, all of us sitting there in the theater. It was pretty funny. So that's always stuck in my head. Like yeah. That has always been a hard memory in my head with it. But as I as I sat here and watched this movie, probably for the first time in a long time, I real didn't realize how much exposition is in this movie. I think that was my problem with it. It's so much. Things were dragged out that yeah. did not need to be dragged out. And I'm like in my head doing the math. When did we start this movie? Yeah. I actually looked it up on IMDb. Oh God, this movie's almost two hours. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, one, I was shocked when I selected it, um, that it was two hours long. I was mm -hmm. like, Psycho, it was really two hours long? I swore this was like an 88 minute movie or mm -hmm. something. No, that's why I'm like, oh, it's an older movie. It'll right. be fine. It won't be that long. I did not expect it to be <laughs> two hours at all. I genuinely did not. And then the, yeah, the amount of talking and exposition in it, I was, I will be truly honest, I was getting bored with it. I was like, oh my God kill somebody like how long does it really take to before we get to the Bates Motel how long does it really take before oh. Arbogast dies Bates Motel too I knew that oh that, yeah because yeah. Of the TV show yeah. and and I mean and obviously that's pop culture too right. Bates yeah. Motel and everything so yeah I I like I said I found myself being almost a little bored too you know and I and I'll still say I absolutely love this film and I think it is 
for a filmmaker or someone who wants to be a filmmaker, it is a movie to watch, especially for technique mm-hmm. and subtleties and stuff. Like at the very beginning of the movie, Janet Lee is in, you know, she's got a white slip and a white bra. When she steals the money, she's wearing a black bra oh. and a black slip. You know, clever. yeah, I didn't notice that. Very clever subtleties. Yeah, just little subtleties like that, um, all through it and whatnot. So I will say I was surprised by the ending. I have to give it some credit. I did not expect the mother to be dead. Yeah, to actually to be actually yeah. be dead. Yeah, um, that used to scare me too when I was younger. Yeah. That skull, that yeah. that that burnt out, somewhat skull, preserved yeah. skull, like. Him trying to taxidermy his mother and just not working. <laughs> yeah, that that used to freak me out a little bit when I was younger. I was like, that's a that's unsettling. <laughs> the crypt keeper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely looked like a crypt keeper. So I think the book I think I would enjoy the book. If it's similar, if there's a similar plot to it. There's a similar plot to it, but I also know it's one of those ones that it definitely strayed pretty pretty heavily from the source material i think it it keeps a lot of aspects of it and goes away robert block i think might be the author's name something like that let's get it from the library Mm, psycho so what's your overall rating of this film i'll give it a five five it's about what i thought you would to be honest that's all right Mm -hmm. that's all right hate it like if it would if it could have been condensed more, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But. I really think it could have. You know, it's funny. I'm looking over here at my movie collection. I actually have. They remade this movie mm-hmm. in 1998. Uh, shot for shot. Wow. Remade it. Um, and you'll never guess who stars as. Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow, no. <laughs> I just said that because the, we have <laughs> Inside joke, everybody. But no, who get who started as Norman Bates? Um, it's really out there. It is some inspired casting. Brett Goldstein. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, give me no. a hint. Do I know this person? Yes. I well, I will say I feel like you know this person. I feel like you have seen at least one or two of his movies. Um, but uh, he has an alliterative name. I almost said Albert Einstein. <laughs> what does it start with? I promise she's smart. I promise. It's not about movies. <laughs> it's not about movies. <laughs> or apparently applied physics. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head. No, I feel like if I give you the first letter, I'll give it away. Just but do at it. this I point, get it whatever. Right. All right. V. 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 Alliterative name, so V, V. V, V. I couldn't tell you any other person that has, any other actor that has a name. It's V, V. I couldn't tell you a single actor that has a name, V, V. Yeah. Uh, He was in Dodgeball. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. One of Vince Vaughn's earlier roles. Huh, yeah, I would never. I don't, he doesn't strike me as the yeah. serious type of character, but I've only seen him in Dodgeball <laughs> right. or whatever that movie with Jennifer Aniston is. And oh, yeah, the the breakup. The breakup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he plays Norman Bates. It's huh. not It's not great. 
Um, <laughs> really not great. And his I was acting or the whole thing? The whole thing. Um, it was like, if you're going to remake this, just remake it. Like, Who? do your version of it instead of doing a shot for shot remake. Was it remake. also in black and white? No, it's in color. Who did it? Who directed it? Gus Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to know that. No. There's, I don't think you've seen a single Gus Van Zandt movie. Probably not. Um, but yeah, he directed it. And Hesh stars as uh, Marion. Julianne Moore plays her sister, sister, Lila. Lila. And William H. Macy plays Arbogast. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sam, and I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who plays Sam, to be quite frank. I don't remember who the hell played Sam in the Psycho remake. Vince Vaughn in a wig. Yep, Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Vince Vaughn in a wig. You never... See, y'all can see Vince Vaughn playing Sam. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I no. But the Norman Bates character, I don't know. It was some inspired casting. It's not great, but it's, you know, I just, I can't believe they like, it's just one of those ones you're like, why did you remake this? There was no reason to remake this movie, but you didn't. Oh, Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. He has a V name too. Yes, but not a double V. No, that's a W, sir. Get it, VV? Yeah, no, I get it. He didn't laugh. It's not making me laugh, no, but I get it. <laughs> Makes you laugh. That's good enough. All right, we'll be back next week with another scary movie, folks. Hopefully, we can. Uh, we'll try and do better next time with it. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>